family, thank you for tuning in to Our Roots Podcast with Joseph Babaifa. We're only the strongest roots see the light, brought to you by Botanica Candles and more. And if you haven't had the opportunity, please hit that subscribe button and tap on that like button. Great video today on the Orisha Inle, or Erinle as he's known. And of course, always my partner in crime, Phil the Podcast Doctor, is with us. Hey, 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 happy Sunday. Now this one I don't know much about, so this is, this is going to be new. We're delving into new me. territory here, definitely with some of these Orishas. Um, you know, they're more obscure, but there's a lot of great lessons to learn from them. And they got some interesting uh, stories behind them as well. Okay. So I do want to do something special for our members. And just a reminder, we have three separate tiers of memberships. We should change this to the intro music. Let's get rid of the drums and do this. <laughs> just have the elevator This is music. real Rudy. Yeah. No, but I do want to give a shout out to some of our VIPs. Let's give a shout out to Angela. Well, Angelia. Nice. Yeah. There's another, shout there's out. I in there. I love it. Shout out. Shout out to Eric Allen. He's hey, been Eric. Uh, yeah, in the he's group very a lot. Active. Yeah, shout out to Eric. Uh, Shirey Lee. Thank you. Lovely Price. Oh, yeah. Kathy. Oh, hey, <laughs> Kathy. Bendition. We just saw you a couple hours yeah. ago. Uh, the premium members, we got All the Difference 2012. Yeah. That's their Gr- username. Great year. All right. Kenya. Again. Hey, Kenya. Eddie Brown, Frankie Salto, and Eileen Sophia. So. All, a round of applause for those people. We appreciate you. And if you haven't joined the membership program, we have better soundtrack music in there. <laughs> and you can see my face just for VIPs. You know, I'll put you my can, face in there. You can see me and Phil freestyle battle each other. No, no. You know, no look no, at no. all the things we're providing, you know? <laughs> all right, cool. So, Inla. Inle, right? And um, this guy, he's, he's an interesting guy like all of them, but his story is just all over the place, right? Erinle, um, you know, when we look at the name, it's actually a compound word. One way of translating it is Erinle, which means the elephant is in the house, right? Um, I think it makes reference to the uh, the elephant being present in the jungle. Rinle also means uh, I'm within the home, right? Um, so when we talk about this specific gentleman, he was a hunter. Um, he's known in Yoruba land as a fierce hunter. He was a master of his craft. Apart from that, he was a fisherman. He was very celebrated for both of these things. He was basically an outdoorsman's man's man, you know. So wasn't Ochosi? Yeah, here we go. Ochosi learned from this guy. Okay. See, I know something. So there you go. And the thing about Inle was, apart from all of his accolades in hunting and fishing, he was also a medicine man and a shaman. You know, he knew all the qualities of the herbs. He had learned it from uh, his friend Osang, and they worked together very heavily because Inle was always in the jungle. Um, he's associated with health in general. He's associated with, like, the, you know the podcast doctor symbol you have? Mm-hmm. Inle was one of the guys who was there when it was confectioned and utilized. Like, oh. You know, so he has to do with health, doctors, um, he's married to a woman known as Abata, um, who's his wife, who he ultimately settled down with and created a life with. Um, they're seen as being, um, they have a lot to do with the physicians, everything, medicine of any kind. Um, so these are all the energies that he has to do with. 
you yeah. know. I'm that's I'm 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 interested in so he learned so Achosi learned from Yeah, so here's the breakdown, so right? So what is Achosi seems to be more popular than because you know, yeah. sometimes our children surpass us as far as notability goes, right? So he you know what? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Yeah. Freddie Gravara said that. Yeah, he did. Shout out to Freddie. Yeah, he said that. It's only natural. And to be frank with you, I think that's really a defining factor. Now, like, you look at, like, a Michael Jordan, right? His son didn't play basketball at that level. But it's not only about notability or even economics. It's about surpassing in, in some regard. And that could be socially. That could be as a man of family. Or just just being independent in general, you know, and doing things differently and, and making our family history that much more diverse. You know, I, I look at all those things as surpassing. Um, but sometimes we are recognized for um, initiating someone else, birthing someone else like that. You know, you look at that, right? You look at, let's say, Michael Jordan's father, right? Um, his greatest accomplishment was being the seed that planted Michael Jordan. And in my opinion, that's that's a great accolade, you know what I'm saying? Because to be able to create life and then create a human being that has such an impact on the world or anybody else who's parented somebody that notable, you know, Bill Gates' father, he's known for birthing Bill Gates, you know, et cetera. So I think some people take away from parenthood, like the mm -hmm. amount of effort it takes, the heroes and heroines that are parents. King Richard for what? Venus and Serena. Yeah, he's Serena's father. That's what he's known as. He's known as the parent of those two women. Now, someone who's self-conscious, someone who is unfulfilled, um, living vicariously through their children, they're like, "Oh, I'm much more than that." It's okay with just being a dad. To me, that's that's the greatest accolade. That's you know, to, and not even just birthing somebody, but being a mentor, being a guide. And Inle was so self-confident that he allowed Ochosi to occupy that front role. You know, so as it works or as it happens, the original guy in the jungle was Osain, right? Um, master of the herbs, one of the original Orishas in the history of history because the plants were there right after the water, you know? Mm -hmm. There's even a song that says, Kino mawa I know you love me singing. Yeah. Kino mawa Osain ten ten Kino mawa which means Kino from within, mawa, it comes olokum, from olokum. And osaying, it's making reference to the plants, saying the plants came from the ocean, the vegetation, you know, all of these things. So osaying was there, right? Now Inle was on the scene because before humankind was able to start hunting quadrupeds and things like that and becoming more sophisticated in hunting methods, what were we eating? We were pescatarian. We were eating fish. The fisherman was like the guy and, Osa and, and Inle started interacting with the water by the edge. He started recognizing plants. Him and Osang met, and they created a fraternity. Osang would teach him about vegetation, how to get nutrition from there, heal himself, and then Inle would provide a food source. And, you know, they, they were symbiotic, you know? Um, so they learned, and Inle really became a master of a lot of things. He was a very desirable, desirable man because, you know, he was, he was uh, a star within the village. You know, he was providing sustenance. Apart from that, he was saving lives, like in a warrior. He was just great, you know. And the crazy thing about it is visually how he's presented, he wasn't like how Rafiq looked. Okay. He was more like a, I don't know, 
like an Israel Adesanya mm-hmm. or like a Volkanovski, like almost more slender, almost like an Achilles in Troy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where he was imposing, but he was much more athletic, much more, you know, he wasn't as solid like that, which aided him in his uh, in his endeavors, right? So with time now, you know, other people are coming up in the village. People are growing up. Well, Chosi starts coming up. You know, and he's heard of Inle, he's heard of his accolades, you know, he's heard of Osang. He's like, dude, these are the guys I got to find. So he starts looking for them. And to be able to find gentlemen such as this, you have to get lost. Because they were in the, the, the inner womb and sanctum of what this realm of the jungle was. So when they got there, when he got there, he was shook because, you know, Inle and Osang really weren't social like that. Inle actually had a much better de- – he actually – believe it or not, Inle is recognized as having a better demeanor than Oshosi, even though he was more deadly, ironically. You know, he was so self-confident. You know, but when he presented himself, Osang wanted to rip him in half, and Inle was like, let's listen to the boy. You know, let's see what he has to say. And Oshosi said, I just want to learn from you guys. I'll literally abandon everything and just live here with you guys, and whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do. And um, they accepted him. Because they saw the motivation, they saw the physicality. Ochosi was nothing to play with, neither. You know, he was a young man. He was he was he was viral. He was corporate, uh, corpulent, and you know he started learning and he showed a great aptitude. We're talking about men with amazing amounts of intelligence, practical intelligence. They might not have known calculus, but they knew how to like MacGyver a fire, even in the rain. You know what I'm saying? So the time came after Ochosi showing a lot of aptitude and uh, and growth, Osang. And Inle decided to initiate him into various cults. One of them, and, and in Nigeria, it's interesting because each position like has a fraternity that's based on a certain Orisha. So, for example, Ogun, if like you're a blacksmith, you're going to get initiated into the mysteries of Ogun, right? If it's you're by trade, because... You want to be down with the deity that supports your office the most, you know? So if you're like a cop, things like that. So... Inle was associated with the hunters, or the Ode, as they're known. Um, and, you know, Osang had to do with the herbs of the herbalists. So Ochosi now was about to be initiated into two of the most important offices and cults within ancient Yoruba culture. So Inle was going to be his godfather, or his padrino, right? And Osang was going to be his yubona, or his second godfather. And they initiated him in. You know, and it was a great fulfillment of destiny because Ochosi was ultimately meant to surpass both, surpass both of them in popularity, both of them in position. This this young man was preordained to be a beacon, you know, and Ochosi ended up becoming a king. Ochosi ended up showing so much aptitude and all the wonderful things about that Orisha that he became king. But the most beautiful part about Ochosi's process was he never forgot his elders. He never forgot the men that adopted him basically because Ochosi was the child of a deity known as Ode. And the word Ode literally means hunter, but there was separation. There was absenteeism. Ode didn't recognize Ochosi. Ochosi didn't really know his father. That came later because Ode was absentee because as a hunter back then, you really weren't home much. You know, sometimes you'd be running for three days looking for an antelope. So he looked for people that were going to be able to, you know, stimulate him in a masculine fashion where he was going to be able to grow into a man, right? So he always appreciated Inle for that. It's to the point where to be able to initiate a child of Oshosi into Orisha, um, 
two things should ideally be present and done. One is you have to swear the man or woman. Well, no, women don't get sworn into Osang, forgive me. You have to swear the man into the cult of Osang, right? As a herbalist, make that pact with Osang. Then apart from that, man or woman has to receive the deity known as Inle, right? Um, because it was Inle and Osang that took Orisha uh, or, or Chosi to the room of Orisha. So we interpret it as you need to have these deities before you go and crown Oshosi because Oshosi loved and respected these men so much. He said, I don't want any of my children getting to me without knowing and going through those men and who they were. You know, It's like a path. Yeah. A path they needed to take. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really showed great things about Inle because he never expected compensation, nothing. He just loved Oshosi that much because he looked at him as a son. You know, so when you look at characteristics like this with a deity like this you know you, it's nothing but respect you know because that's what we all want as young men we want that confirmation from somebody that inspires us like a mentor yeah both of them because osang was gangster this 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 was even before osang lost his legs and everything like that like he was he, people were people were terrified of these guys mm. they were terrified of going into the jungle because of who they were going to interact with the interesting thing about it is though this is how Inle is seen in Nigeria, right? Um, he's seen as fierce warrior, fisherman. He's one of the epitomes of masculinity, along mm -hmm. with like Oshosi, Ogun. You know, ironically, nothing against Shango. <laughs> we don't rag on. Sh I love Shango. <laughs> I love Shango so much, bro. Um, there's actually a story where Shango and Inle actually beefed. Um, God, what Odu was it? I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot here. But what happened here was is um, Inle started flirting with shango's wife whoever mm. it was at the moment right um he was semi-aware that they were together he didn't know what the situation was like right but shango found out and started wanting to pop off on inle it's just inle was much more of a tactician than shango shango wanted to be brute shango wanted to pop off you know throw a lightning bolt at you all these things inle was a hunter by nature so he knew that you can't take every buffalo head on you know what I'm saying? So he concocted things in a way where the story ended one of two ways. Either he just gave the woman back and kept it moving, or he was able to put another option in front of Shango that he knew would stimulate Shango more, and he stayed with the woman. Smart. Tactician, bro. Tactician. Precision. Oh, my God. To the umpteenth degree. So you mentioned that Inle, um, health and, yes. and hunter. Yes. Could you say maybe a, like a, someone like a surgeon? Oh yeah, could be considered absolutely all of it. I mean, Inle was even he was even beyond that because he was all about the preventative medicine. When we when we look at the hunter, the hunter was not only hunting animals. He's like, yo, this person has this condition. We have to go find that herb. Mm. And the hunters were sent out to not only hunt animals but to find herbs because the guy who was creating the medicine, the doctor, he didn't know how to maneuver the jungle, so he had to send them. That's why, by nature, the hunters when they're getting trained over there, they have to learn about botany. Because let's say, God forbid, you get bit by a spider or you um, poke yourself with a piece of metal. You have to be able to resolve that right there because you're never going to make it back. Mm. That's interesting because you mentioned my podcast doctor logo, yeah. the staff. That's why I was like, maybe some, maybe people in the medical industry could be associated with Inle. It's crazy because that staff has to do with Inle. But ironically, he's not even in the story. Here, hold hold. Let me see if I catch. All right. Still got some tight end skills. Just hold hey. it up there. Let me zoom in on it here. 
These are for sale. No, they're not. They're not? <laughs> no, this is I mine. I need a podcast doctor hat, bro. I'm shocked. This is my hat. No. <laughs> Wait, here. A nice still move face. it, Move it a little bit this way. There you go. So, yeah, the staff right there, I got that um, as, you know, I'm a podcast doctor, so I used the medical staff and turned it into a, a podcast symbol. So it's a microphone, headphones, and wings. Yeah, it's crazy because I can't throw this back. I have horrible aim. <laughs> I, I, my head's too big to fit in it either. But um, <laughs> the interesting thing about the staff of medicine is that it's born in the Odu of Babaogunameji. And what happened there was, is um, if I recall, it was either Obatala or Odudua. There's two versions of it because this story is also in the Odu Ogunavede. And um, Obatala or Odua would always walk around with the hutia or the rat. And he had a staff, right? So Obatala... Or Dua had gotten into friction with the snake. Mm. So it basically involved this epic meeting where, you know, they had to come to peace and terms in the jungle, you know, because the snake was terrorizing things. This was, you know, obviously a negative effect because people had to come into the jungle for certain things, maybe Inle. Um, and, you know, he was just attacking everybody. So Abadala made a truce, right, that they would make offerings to him rather than him having to kill everybody. So Obadala forgot his staff, right, which was a metal one, which was symbolic of his power. And when he left halfway home, the rat was like, yo, um, you forgot the staff. And he said, you know, don't worry about the staff. I have, I don't know, 16 other ones at home. The rat was like, no, no, no. You know, who's the snake think he is? I'm going to go get your staff back. Ah. And Obadala said, forget about the staff, bro. I want to go home. Mm -hmm. And the rat literally ran back into the jungle. So the rat goes to get the staff, but he doesn't see that the snake Wrapped around is coiled it. on it. So when the rat goes to pick up the staff, the snake looks at him and said, what are you doing here? You're breaking the truce. You're here when you're unannounced. And the rat said, the hell with you. You know, it's about that last staff. And the snake started hypnotizing with his eyes, letting him talk, this, that, and the third. And when the rat wasn't able to pull out the stick, he was like, let me take the stick. He said, look, man, business is business, but this is too good to pass up. And he ate the rat. Mm. So that symbol of the staff with the snake, because the, you have the wings and things like that. And apart from that, there's also a snake coiled around that, which is the symbol of modern medicine, Babaogunameji. Man. Yeah. Did not. They got that from us, bro. Everybody got it. <laughs> it's Africa, dog. I'm sorry. And I respect all cultures, but I, I don't care. If, if, you, if you are unbiased, you have to recognize africa is the cradle because every concept it's been derived from africa and some people would say africa is derived from ifa mm -hmm. you look at all of the manifestations of spirituality within africa and ultimately those that have spread across earth it goes back to these very primordial practices whether it's us whether it's vodun whether it's the dogon people i think in somalia they are um you know there's certain really like you know it goes back so far you begin to notice everything that came after it resembles it because this was what was there, you know, even the Egyptians, you know what I'm saying? So that's actually where the staff of medicine comes from, you know what I'm saying, within that. But when you look at Inle, um, we've gone over the story about, you know, him and Ochosi. We went over the story about um, him and Shango, where he was misbehaving. Inle, overall, in the New World, isn't affiliated for some reason with his characteristics in Africa. Um, he was always recognized as being an extremely beautiful man. Have you ever seen the movie like Troy? Remember Petroclus, Achilles' cousin in the story? I'm trying to remember the The actor. one that Hector kills. 
Who was the actor? I don't remember. <clears> oh, actor. I don't. I wouldn't yeah, know. I'm, his I'm name. terrible at actor names. But he was that fair. He was that well, symmetrical. Was Eric you know, Bana. I don't know. No. But he was just. You know, let's say Brad Pitt, for example. Okay. You know, what I'm saying somebody that's just that you know symmetrical and aesthetically pre- pleasing. Um, he was that beautiful. You know, what I'm saying. So what happened was is with the Oracle. In the new world, for some reason, you know, um, Inle started being associated with being effeminate mm. or things like that because he was just that good looking. So you look at some stories, um, he's seen as being effeminate or, you know, possibly being LGBT, things like that, uh, represented that way. Where in Africa, they really don't know where that connotation came from, but it is present in the new world scripture. So when we look at newer stories, um, you know, in the new world, the woman um that loved him the most was Oshun you know because she was the most beautiful woman a lot of people like to say no Oshun was madly in love with Shango this is true but Shango wasn't as good looking as Inle you know he was a completely different stereotype you know um so it speaks of that where they were interacting because they were kind of like the it couple you imagine Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt or whatever Mm -hmm. um at, at their time um, but what, what ended up happening was, is this loss of the idea of the hunter, you know, all of the things that he was in Africa. Um, but you know, there are some stories that really reiterate that, you know, like if you look at the Odu Babaogunameji once again, and we've said this story before, um, it was where Ochosi and Inle were Yemaya's children and they were always in the jungle hunting and things like that and they had a common enemy that they didn't really know about or understand and that was tetanus you know which is how it's interpreted now the disease that comes from metal so Yemaya was always telling her sons like can you please you know protect yourselves go visit the Bawalao do your sacrifices do a bow and things like that and they really didn't believe any fa like that they were more focused on hunting and just being rowdy so Yemaya visited the Bawalao the Odu Ogunda Meji was revealed. This is also in the Odu Ogunda Trupong, where Ifa said that your children have to do spiritual work to protect themselves from this enemy. And Yemaya was like, they're not coming. So I need other options. And they said, well, we'll go ahead and do it to you, and it'll positively affect them. So after she did the Ebo, Inle stepped on the metal, but it didn't affect them because the Ebo ended up becoming the first vaccine. Hmm. Right? So it was never able to actually like get into his bloodstream and create all the wild, horrible effects that tetanus does, you know. So immediately you start seeing the relationship between Inle and Yemaya, right, which is a pretty epic one because in the new world, people don't initiate into Inle directly. They initiate into Yemaya and Inle is the father, right, kind of like with Bawaluaye where they initiate them there and etc. Because what happened was is Yemaya fell in love with Inle even though he was her brother-in-law, you know. Um, so Inle and Ochung had a son named Logung Ede um, and I'm saving that story for another episode that we're going to come with in June, you know, that we're going to surprise them with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts a relationship with the sister but there wasn't really that many options. It wasn't as spicy as it sounds, you know what I'm saying? There was like eight women, seven men, you know. Things happen. So, <laughs> so, um, they start doing their thing. They have a relationship. Um, but Inle kind of wants to move on. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you're not the woman I thought you were. We had some good times, but it's time to keep it moving. And Yemaya got so angry, she cut his tongue off. Oh, whoa. She cut his tongue off in his sleep 
because you know they had done some 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 freaky stuff, and she didn't want him putting her business out there. But that, that didn't really seem like what you and I would normally do. Would it? She's wild. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not playing. That's okay. what I'm saying. With with the podcast, we've always tried to put out this other information because it's there. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this this version of the story um, is. Uh, pretty resembling of the other story that we're going to get into in a little bit with uh, what happened with him in Oloku and the Odu of Iroso Tualara. But there's a version where, you know, Yemaya, you know, when Inle was trying to dip, um, she cut off his tongue because she didn't want him spilling all the beans of how alternative she was, you know, about certain things. So, you know, you look at, you begin to see in the new world, he kind of doesn't have a great story sometimes. Like he's always getting screwed over or he's always getting hurt or he's always sacrificing himself for others. And when she cut out his tongue, he ended up starting the relationship with his forever wife, Abata, you know? So because he had been so betrayed by women, a couple failed relationships, a couple baby mamas, he's like, I just want to be with this woman. I don't want to talk to nobody. And he became a solitary figure and people would only visit him when they needed him, you know? Mm -hmm. um, there's other stories. Um, when you look at the Odu of Iroso Tualara, it's where Inle wanted to save Earth, you know, by way of medicine and philosophy. So he realized that the real true medicines that were going to be able to handle so many issues on Earth were at the bottom of the ocean. And he was going to learn medicine from Oloku, right, where the herbs came from, like I explained with Osain. And Oloku said, yeah, I'll take you on as an apprentice. Inle learned everything. He showed incredible aptitude. That's why his children are so intelligent. You know, we're talking about technology, medicine. Like, if you're a child of Inle, you're meant to stimulate your mind because the guy knew everything. You know, he was one of the few guys who actually saw the bottom of the ocean, you know? So when he learned everything, he told Olokun, hey, I'm going to leave now. Mm. Olokun said, what do you mean you're going to leave? You're leaving me. He said, yeah, I'm going to take all of this information. I'm going to take it back to Earth to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And Olokum said, yeah, but before you do that, let me do this. Cut his tongue off. Again? Uh, well, different different story, oh. different reality, but same thing happened. Gotcha. Cut his tongue off. Um, because he, he spoke too much. Because with Yemaya, he's like, oh, you, you want to be, uh, I'm going to tell everybody this, that, and the third. She's like, swoop. And with Olokum, he did the same thing. So he went back to Earth, but he wasn't able to relay any of his messages. That's why some people say that Inle speaks through Yemaya in the shell because he was punished to the point where he wasn't able to reveal anything, you know, but overall you continue looking at this guy. He was constantly sacrificing himself for others, you know? Mm. So <clears throat> when you say that, what, uh, what other characteristics would a person portray, uh, in from, you said they sacrifice. So who, who would, who would you see in a regular world? You would say, Oh, you're a child of, Someone that lives a life of servitude, someone that is constantly living for others, like giving, doing. I mean, you look at this guy, he gave so much back to society. Mm -hmm. He he literally, because even though he wasn't able to speak it, he was still trying to show people medicine. You know, Inle is a perfect example of why the doctor has to touch you to understand you. Because you could be speaking to a patient and we're not understanding each other. Run this test, get this blood sample, squeeze this over here. Oh my God, this person's having, I don't know, a seizure, pancreatic attack, whatever it may be. Inle was able to really show the arts of osteopathy, where he was actually healing people with his hands because he couldn't dictate anything because he couldn't speak. 
So he's talking about that divine aspect of medicine that that is physical. But as far as characteristics, the children of Inle are usually very good looking. They're usually very intelligent. Um, they're actually very stoic. They're not people that are looking for compensation necessarily. They get gratified off of uh, seeing other people happy. I mean, if you look at when we did the episode on Baba Luaye, he would become he's a he's one of the patron orishas of children because his whole focus was I get the fish, I feed the kids, they love me, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. He loved children. That's when his brother Baba Luaye became jealous of him and killed him in the jungle because everybody loved Inle. Everybody was around Inle, and Bawaluaye was the, 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 I guess, the non-headed stepchild or the black, the red-headed stepchild because no, he never did anything to make anybody happy where Inle lived to make other people happy. Yeah, he didn't like that. No, he was a hater. So, But that's when you look at this deity. You know, It doesn't get much more amazing than Inle. Like, no one has anything negative to say about this deity, per se. Like, he literally... His whole focus was making people's lives better. That's why he's so popular and received by so many. Hmm. You know. So you know how you you're wearing your the hat uh, mm-hmm. of Orula. Yes, sir. Right? And the it just doesn't say Orula today. I switched it up. The beads. Bit. Yeah, green right. and yellow. Mm-hmm. What are some of the markings or clothing colors that would represent Inle? He has probably the most beautiful necklace in Ifa. It's um you're gonna see the blues represents the water and the fish. You're gonna see the green, which represents the herbs that he knows how to interact with. You're gonna see probably a coral bead in there, which is kind of orangish, pinkish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually, I mean, at least the ones we sell here at the Botanica, which I'm I'm a huge fan of. That's why we sell them. Um, at the end, you're gonna see a metal fish hanging from his necklace. You know, thus reiterating him as the fisherman hunter. Etc. He's one of my favorite necklaces. You know, the colors blue and green um, resonate with him hugely because of the same things I mentioned. Usually you can see if someone has Inle, if you see this necklace or if you walk in their house, a lot of people like to get a actual soup tureen or recipient that looks like a fish with the lid with Inle living inside of it. So that's when you start realizing the person might have received this deity. Um, great offerings for Inle or fish. Do people do things that they don't even know that they're doing that are representative of their sign? Unfortunately, yeah. And I say unfortunately not because destiny isn't perfect. Like ultimately you're going to do what your sign dictates somehow. But Irete Iwori says a victory without knowledge isn't a victory at all. If you, ah, I get it. If you have a successful result but you don't know why or how you did that, that's not a reflection of you. That's just a reflection of you know, haphazard activity, lucky activity, whatever it may be, you know, it, it isn't until you fail when you begin to say, hey, let me figure out what I did wrong there. If you actually want to not fail again, some people don't care. But if you want to succeed, you have to also analyze, you know, why did I succeed? What did I do that separated me in a way where I was able to come out victorious? And Inle was huge on that. He was a tactician. He was excellent at war. Um, the guy, he's really... He's not talked about because I think he represent. I think in the new world, he's been given an impression due to how beautiful he was that, you know, he just delved into other things. You know, mm. there's there's actually a Pataki um, that doesn't represent him in the best light, actually. Yeah, um, let's hear it because I was going to ask, are there, any is there anything other... wrong with the guy? Yeah. yeah. Um, in the Odu of Odiotura was where Oshun would go to the river and bathe every day in the nude. Okay. 
So there were two guys that lived in the jungle. There was Oshosi, right, and Inle, his godfather. And they would do their rounds. And then one day, both of them, on opposite sides of the river, saw Oshun bathing in the nude. And they said, wow, we're going to stop to look at this. This is an Odu where voyeurism first manifested. But it got to the point where they became obsessive and it got to the point where, forgive me, um, they started pleasing themselves to the sight of her without her knowing. So one day, they didn't realize they were standing right next to each other when this happened. And they were like, dude, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? Uh-huh. And then they decided they were going to, you know, interact with her. You know what I'm saying? And have an entanglement. And, um, you know, they, they, they kind of did their thing, all three of them. Yeah. And um, they did this for a while, a couple times, whatever. And then Inle was like, hey, bro, I have a relationship. I'm not going to interact with her anymore like that, so don't wait for me. And Ochoa was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to stay with her for now. Um, but he fell in love with her, right? And they decided to, you know, get married. And um, Inle actually ended up being the best man at his wedding. Okay. And Ochoa always lived in frustration because of that. Why? Well, because he didn't realize that he was going to marry this woman. And now he had to live with the fact of knowledge that, you know, his elder, his godfather, his friend, apart from being, you know, the best man at his wedding, had interacted with his wife on that level. So it it shows another aspect to Ifa, right? Because Ifa is about real world situations. You look at an equation like that, it's hard to believe that, Somewhere in the world that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Sure it has. But the thing about it is the Afro-Cuban Ifa is highly criticized because of stories like this. Like, oh, the Orishas, how can they behave in such a deplorable manner? Human beings. These were human beings who lived, sinned, breathed, ate. So Inle, and it just lets you know how complex these people were because you got to think reincarnating year after year after lifetime what didn't they get involved in at some point? You have this huge, heroic, Achillean figure, hunter, warrior, out of nowhere, he's a voyeur, you know, and a swinger, forgive me. Um, You know, and then, you know, he's over here, he's doing, you know, it's a lot. And people kind of get thrown back by it, like, well, what part do I focus on? Whichever one you want, ultimately. But yeah, that's there. When you say, what part should I focus on? Is there a certain path you need to take when you are taking the hand of Ifa? When when you're, I can't I can't think of the right term, but when your deity is chosen or, or the higher path, okay. you have to take the higher path. You and unfortunately, it comes with a lot of sacrifice because let's say somebody who's Oditaoro, a son of Inle, um, you know, when I'm in that hand of Ifa or we're speaking to this gentleman, I'm like, hey. These are the ramifications that come from said lifestyle. It's not that there's anything wrong with said lifestyle, but you might not be meant for it because you might not be prepared to deal with the aftermath of said actions, you know? So you might be predisposed to this. This didn't provide you a positive result in the past life. These are the things you have to avoid now. And maybe the person has a high libido. Maybe they they delve into those kind of activities because it's what's naturally calling their attention. But Ifa is saying that that's not going to provide you with the result you're looking for ultimately. You know, there's going to be a soft spot there where you're going to regret. So, you know, in that case, avoid said behaviors. But let's say 
um, the person is, um, I don't know, because Inle ended up in negative situations, even though it wasn't necessarily his fault every time. Like, for example, he didn't interact with Ochoa on that level to hurt Ochoa. He didn't know what was going to come from that relationship. Maybe if he would have known, he would have avoided her. Maybe he wouldn't have. But the guy was always in a situation where he's like, man, what? why am I in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, so. What would be some of the um, Inle's punishments? Punishments? Yeah. I want to say. You know, we talked about the, the last show. Yeah, with Bawaluaye where you're mm-hmm. going to get sick. With Inle, I would say it's unfulfillment. Because okay. if you look at the common thread with Inle, Inle wanted to save the world. He couldn't um, by saving them with medicine and things like that. Like, he was consistently in a position where he wasn't able to fulfill or do. You know, you could even look at the negative aspect of the first story where he trained Ochoci and Ochoci became even bigger than him. I mean, maybe if Inle would have invested that much time and energy into himself, he would be remembered that same way. Like, there's this consistent theme of he never put all the energy into himself. He just wasn't that type of personality. Sometimes you have the self-absorbed and sometimes you have those who, who don't absorb anything of their own. They're constantly, you know, giving. So would you say people who are never satisfied, that those are some characteristics? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you talk about ambition. Ochoci learned his ambition from Inle because Inle took him to another level where Ochoci was satisfied with hunting two birds a day. Inle was pulling in three deers. So Ochoci was like, yo, you know, it, it, because it's crazy. Like, even when you come from a certain environment, let's say you're from said area, right? And everybody, I don't know, you come from an area that might be a little marginal, maybe there's some illegal activity, and you're like, the only people I know that make money are the people who are doing things that are illicit. You know what I'm saying? So you don't know that you can get a trade, you can get a license, make 10 times more money without the risk of incarceration. But you don't know that until somebody shows you that. Because when you're from that area, I mean, you haven't been exposed to anything else. So with with Ochoci, he was naturally mediocre Mm. because he had no examples. His father wasn't there. His mother was always down his neck like, you're a loser because Yemaya was tired of his crap. You know, he was like, well, you hunt the birds, but you don't really do anything else. Inle took him to a whole nother level. He was his trainer. He took him to a whole nother level. So you want to talk about ambition, Inle. Like Rocky and his his trainer. Yeah, the, the chicken. Chase yeah. the chicken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or Creed. I think Creed is actually a better example of that. No, not 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 the movie. I'm talking about Apollo Creed, oh, the original okay. and Rocky, because it's true. The trainer was great, and he he plays an aspect of Inle there too. But the trainer, at least in the movie, wasn't a boxer. Apollo, because originally there was competition. Ochoa wanted to compete with with uh, with with Inle to a certain degree, because he's like, I want to learn from that guy. I want to be better than that guy. I want to emulate. So when you look at Rocky and Apollo, they had that going on, you know. So Apollo really took Rocky to a whole other level. He, even though he lost, he gave him a beatdown. You know he almost made him lose his eyesight, right? Mm-hmm. So when Inle and Ochoci would go out into the jungle together and Ochoci would, you know, I don't know, hunt a deer, you know, Inle caught a buffalo. And it's like, dude, you're, you're, you're making me realize where we could take this. And Ochoci just... He, he took it there, mm. you know. Is so. There's a lot of Orishas that have to deal with the the jungle or water. So I'm gonna try and name some of them here. Tell me if I'm right. Mm-hmm. So we got Inle, we got Ochosi, mm-hmm. Yemaya. Yemaya is a water deity. Completely, and, the part of the river that touches the ocean. And Oba. 
Oba's a river deity. But she lived in the jungle too after her depression. Okay. Yeah, because she after she cut off her ear and she was unsightly, she went into the jungle because the animals wouldn't judge her. Interesting. Yeah. So are there any st- stories with Oba and Inle? Or is, mm-hmm. or is Inle more of an older... No, it's not. Uh, Inle was definitely, I want to say, was around before Oba. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at the concept of maternity, womanhood, matrimony, being a wife. These are things that came after the jungle. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When man and woman interacted with each other on that very primordial level, it was um, either some form of intimacy or competition or aggression. You know, there wasn't that concept of I'm the man and the protector, I'm the woman and and the nurturer. There was none of that. So I have to say if Oba's that energy, Inle was around far before that. Because before there was man and woman, there was hunter and huntress. You know what I'm saying? Women hunted, men hunted. There weren't any roles, you know? But what happened is these prehistoric people realized, hey, it's more convenient if all these men go into the jungle and all these women take care of the home. I gotcha. Okay. You know, so that energy, Inle came before, I have to say. Because Inle and Abata, his wife, would hunt together. Because they, they, they maneuvered so well together. You know, they were setting traps together. They were, hey, I, I saw this footprint. Hey, they would bounce back and forth with each other. Inle was actually the first example of male acceptance of female equality. Because back then, there was this preconceived notion, women don't go out to hunt. Mm. You stay home. Inle was the first guy who was like, you're as good as I am at this if not better, let's go together. You know, just don't put yourself in harm's way. They would go do their thing together. They had a medical practice together. They would fish together. Everything they did was together. That's why when you receive Inle, you receive Abata. They are born together. It was a perfect compliment. Honestly, a beautiful story because I'll be frank with you. You know, you give me a chicken, you let me throw the chain, or you let me move the packet, I'm killing it. But Erica is a financial genius. So, so one of the most beautiful equations you can have, and I recommend this on any degree or level for anybody who has any, you know, position of entrepreneurship, incorporate your partner somehow. Incorporate your partner somehow because it's going to just create a much stronger bond. We should not be running from our partner. We should not be finding ways to not look at our partner. You know, some people use work as an escape. Some people use it should we should incorporate our partner in every aspect of our life. But Everything is situational. Like, for example, people say, you know, Baba, you and Madrina, like, you guys are around each other all the time. And I said, yeah, I can't get enough of her. Well, how do you do it? I said, the difference is, is that I have three ways of looking at my wife. You know, in the morning, um, she's the mother of my children. You know what I'm saying? Like, those first eight hours, we're getting the kids ready to school. We're running around. You know, we're, we're doing what we have to do to get the day started and be productive. The next eight hours... You know what I'm saying? About midday. She's my coworker. She's my boss, in my opinion, but she's my coworker. So, you know, um, we're working together. I'm not looking at her as anything other than this is the person I work with and this is what we're doing to make this money, you know, or achieve this goal. Then the last eight hours, which is usually nighttime, she's my wife. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happens, happens. So that's what Inle did here. You know, he incorporated his wife in every position he could to where they could get the most out of each other. It was very beneficial. I love that. I'm gonna. That's definitely gonna be a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight hours a day, baby. That, that's eight that, hours that's a, a that's a perfect way of 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 saying that. And I realized that quick because when you when you open a business, and you are literally consumed 
because uh, for anybody that's delving into entrepreneurship, anything like this, you have to be ready to not see each other. You have to be satisfied with the memory or the idea of your partner because when you're working 16-hour days, 18-hour days, you know, when you're barely getting a, a good toothbrushing in, mm-hmm. you better be ready. And Inle was ready. And Abada was ready. And they did it. That's why Inle didn't work out with any other woman because Oshun, she was lazy. We have a predisposition to that. We don't like to move that much. <laughs> Yemaya was a little too dominating. She thought she was, you know, she was the, the masculine energy there. He wasn't really digging that. Abada was his perfect complement. And Inle is that, you know, reminding factor of it isn't a battle of the sexes. It's a cooperation. Yeah, gym after gym, man. Yeah. I love it. No, really, I, that's 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 really good. I, we should do an episode on IFA and entrepreneurship. I'm with it. On, like, how IFA affects being a business owner, you know? It affects everything. And um, we won't delve too deep into it because just to give a chance for that episode, but the greatest benefit IFA has given me as – I guess an entrepreneur, I guess, you know, I can, I can claim that now is that the ethics, you know, because in business, you don't have to be a snake to win. Mm. I I sincerely believe this because I'm in the position I'm in and all of my progress, everything has been completely based on integrity. You know, I've every time, and I tell you, brother, I have people like they'll pay for their services up front completely. And some of them are like, Baba, don't even send me a photo. I don't need it. The amount of trust, mm-hmm. the amount of confidence they have, I have uh, uh, most of my clients are like that, you know, and I have to base that off of Ifa. Now, to get to that point, what did that take? Hey, here's the photo from your bowl. Here's a video of me doing it. You know, all these different things. I can honestly say here, I have never gotten paid for something I didn't do. Because apart from... Loving Ifa, I respect Ifa. And mm-hmm. when you when you do things correctly, you have nothing to worry about. But when you engage in that kind of thievery, this is what it is, you have everything to worry about. I've seen Bawalaos lose family members. I've seen them lose everything because they carry on that behavior. You know, and it's just it's it's deplorable. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's gonna be a that'd be a good episode to do. I yeah, can't, I can't can't wait for that. Orula was a businessman. He was about the bag, but he yeah. did it the right way. He didn't hurt nobody. He never stole from nobody like that. Yeah. Um, when it came to his practice, you know, he was he had honor. Last question I got before we got here, right? You, yes, sir. You're, you're talking about the new world, and Inlay's kind of more of a older school version. Who are the old? I guess the old the OGs? yeah who are the who are the old g's and who are some of the new new g's i guess yeah. you could say yeah 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 yeah. the bg's <laughs> um original orishas right olokun okay the ocean um agayu the volcano in the desert um obatala you know what i'm saying because he came down from heaven created the earth as far as the physical mass of it osain the vegetation Right. It kind of reminds me of like Greek mythology when we're talking about the Titans. I would, dude, I was just about to say, I was like, sounds like Atlas. Yeah. Like when Kronos was. Kronos. Yeah. yeah. I was yep. like, okay. Yep. 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 Um, well, they stole that from you guys too, right? We were there before, dog. <laughs> yeah. And, and look how close Greece is to Africa. That's, oh my goodness. That's true. You look at all of the great mythologies, look how close they are to Africa. You look at Norse mythology, right? Head north. That's it. You look at Greek mythology. You look at. 
a, a lot of the really rich mythologies, man, you look at how the proximity to Africa, you look at the archetypes, the Jungian aspect of things, it's like you have to give the credit, man. But the problem is, and it breaks my heart to a certain degree because, you know, what influences are keeping you from giving this continent its flowers? And I won't speculate because it's it's pretty obvious to see, right? Um, but you can't deny it. What was there before us? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, Osain was there definitely. Um, there's other really obscure Odishas. That's why I liken them to the Titans because, like, if you say Hermes to somebody, they're like, yeah, the guy with the winged shoes. Mm-hmm. But if you say one of the Titans' names, they're like, uh, fresh and – Kronos the, would be the only one they'd yeah, probably Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, or Atlas. Gaia. Know, be, yeah, yeah, you know, play God of War. You know, you get a little you know, a little refresher. But, um, you know, there there was them I'm trying to think if there's anyone else – a lot of that second generation, like the Ariesses and Hermes of African mythology, Rifa mythology, like the Shangos and the Oguns and things like that, they came after. Another deity that they say that was there, like really in the beginning too, was Nanaburuku, which um, some people say Obatala procreated with her to be able to, you know, birth everybody else. Some people say Yemaya, but it gets kind of convoluted there because Yemaya is Obatala's daughter, or was it the wife? And it just, it gets really convoluted. But at least the ones I've mentioned, they were definitely there. Definitely. Hmm. All right. Pretty good episode here, man. Oh, my gosh, Phil. We're just cranking them out, man. Can I get that uh, elevator music a little bit? Just a little bit more. I really enjoy it as we do the closing (laughs) thoughts before we go into the drum. That's what you want? Yeah, I want to give me that elevator music. Yeah, fifth floor. A couple closing thoughts before we go ahead and disconnect, family. Um, BotanicaCandlesAndMore.com is up and running. Services and products at your disposal whenever you like. Um, The podcast is present on all major platforms right be sure to listen to it in the off chance you're unable to watch it shout out to all of our members join the membership program if you haven't we have a bunch of great episodes and perks on there um subscribe like comment and share and until next time a big thank you from our roots podcast and don't forget to see the light yeah phil that was good (laughs) 